Hello and welcome to the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, multi-passionate success coach and healer for purpose-driven female entrepreneurs. If you're ready to get out of your own way so you can build a wildly profitable business from your passions, this show is for you. Tune in every Tuesday for inspiring interviews and mindset tools to heal self-sabotage so you can double your income, reach those big business goals that have eluded you up until now, and create a life of freedom and abundance on your own terms. My guest today is Jen Patterson, a money coach for mompreneurs on the verge of six figures in their service-based businesses. Through her signature program, the Coach's Simple Money Roadmap, Jen helps her business coach and marketing manager clients increase their take-home pay without sacrificing business growth. Oh, and she's adamant about keeping the money stuff as simple as possible because the clients have other little humans to look after and keep alive too. As a mom entrepreneur with a coaching business and two littles napping in the other room, Jen walks a simple money management talk because she has no other choice and she wants you to learn how simple yet important getting your business finances whipped into shape should be. In this interview, Jen shares some practical tips on how you too can manage your business finances so you always have money for everything the most common mistakes entrepreneurs make when managing their finances and so much more. This interview is full of practical tips that you can implement right away to start making and keeping your money. This is truly the foundation of running a business, the stuff that no one ever tells you. So let's dive straight in. Welcome to the show, Jen. I'm so excited to have you here and to chat with you today. But first, can you share with our listeners a bit more about who you are, what you do, your story, and how you came to do this work? Absolutely. So I am a mom of two. I live on the West Coast of Canada. And the way that I kind of got started is... I have a background in financial planning. So right out of university, I went to work as a financial planner. And a lot of the clients that I started working with initially were other business owners. And I kept seeing the same trend over and over and over again, where there would be somebody who had a thriving business. They had no trouble getting results for their clients or bringing in customers or, you know, whatever that was. And yet, on the financial side of things, they were barely scraping by. And I was scratching my head and thinking, well, these people should be further ahead than they are. What's happening here? Where is that disconnect between them building their business and bringing in clients and bringing in revenue, but they're still struggling? Like, where where is the problem here? And nine times out of 10, it came down to the fact that Wherever they had learned their specific trade, whether it was school or just in experience, they learned their trade, 
but they didn't learn how to manage finances as a business owner, that really is a very specific skill set that needs to be taught. And it's not rocket science, but if nobody shows you how to do it, then of course you're not going to know how, because that's just not how we function as humans. We have to be taught things. And so that is kind of what led me to do the work that I do now was because these people, they, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just they needed somebody to say, here's how you do this. Here's how you set up a proper bank account. Here's how you manage your revenue. Here's how you pay yourself. And here's how you save for a rainy day or future spending or growth or whatever in a way that is simple and easy and intuitive and that doesn't require a lot of complicated spreadsheets or hours and hours and hours of work. Because let's be honest, as business owners and particularly the clients that I work with who tend to be moms, like we have negative time. <laughs> so we need things that are going to be simple and easy. And so that that is what led me to do what I do now, which is working with entrepreneurs, teaching them these skills and giving them the tools and how to to build a financially stable, solid business that pays them regularly rather than their money just ruling their lives. Thank you for sharing that. I so resonate with that because when I started my business, again, one gave me that financial background. And with money, it's such a loaded topic. It can create lots of anxiety. We don't know how to manage it in general. And then when you start a business, there is so much focus on reaching financial freedom and you're going to make all this money. And that's not always the reality we think about in terms of revenue, as if that's where all the money we get to keep. But actually, that's not is. the case. <laughs> it's not the case at all. <laughs> no. And, and the other thing you touched on is making all this money. And, and while I think making a lot of money is a big part of it, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to make a lot of money, I think that's a wonderful aspiration. The thing that gets me a little bit kind of irked is a lot of coaches will focus on the solution to your problem is just more money. And nine times out of 10, that's not the solution to the problem. It All that does is take existing problems and amplify them. So more money is great, but usually the real root of issues when it comes to finances isn't the fact that you don't have enough. It's just that it's probably not being managed correctly. And if you can alter that, then more money is great. But even if you don't end up making more money, you're still going to be more financially stable. We see this in other areas of our lives, in the public sector. If the system is not set up properly, you can keep throwing money at the system, but the problem <laughs> is still going to stay there. No. So, and so what are the main mistakes that new entrepreneurs make when it comes to managing their finances? The biggest mistake I see, and it's not just new entrepreneurs, it's literally everybody that makes this mistake, is not paying attention to it. They look at it once a year at tax time, or sometimes even less than that, and they expect it to always be there for them. But that's just not how finances work. That's not how anything works. It'd be sort of like running around the block once a year and then wondering why you're not in better shape. These things, they have to be attended to and they need consistent attention in order to be there for you all the time. If you don't pay attention to your money, your money is not going to be there for you. So that is the biggest mistake that I see over and over and over again is people wondering why their finances are a mess 
but then I'll say, when was the last time you checked in with your finances? When was the last time you reviewed your statements or you checked in on your invoicing or anything like that? And they'll usually wrinkle their forehead or kind of scratch their head and go, um, and look a little bit guilty and think, I don't remember the last time I checked in with my money. So that would be the biggest mistake I see over and over and over again is the lack of paying attention. One of the things that I recommend for entrepreneurs and and really anybody who, who has money to manage, and let's face it, that's all of us, is to set aside an hour a week to have what I call it the money power hour. I've heard it called payday party. I've heard it, heard it called money church, you know, whatever, put whatever name on it you want, but just an hour a week for you to sit down and say, okay, what's happening with my finances? Am I up to date with my invoicing? Has all of my clients, are they all paid up to date? Where is my spending going? What am I spending my money on? Are I, you know, am I paying for anything that I'm not actually using? You know, is money just disappearing into the ether and I'm not getting any value for it? Like these are the things that need to be checked in on because it's so easy for things to slip through the cracks. So easy to think, especially when things are starting to go well, that it's always going to be there. But you never really know what's around the corner. If you keep just spending money, spending money, investing, investing in that, then at some point you're going to find yourself in trouble. Yeah. So one of the things I always like to say is I don't know what's going to go wrong. I don't know when it's going to go wrong. But I guarantee, I would bet my life savings that something is going to go wrong for you. And so having money makes most problems easier to handle because you can pay for the support that's going to fix the problem. So can you predict exactly what that problem is going to be? No, of course not, because we don't know what's coming around the corner. But we do know that life is not perfect and things do not always happen exactly the way that we plan them out to be. So plan for the unexpected by having an emergency fund. And that's part of your weekly power hour or whatever you're calling it is taking some of your revenue and setting it aside in an out of sight, out of mind account to cover your butt when something goes sideways, because it's going to. I just don't know what or when. <laughs> it's just common sense, right? To have some cushion there to support you. So for people, they want to manage their finances. And like, I need to build this cushion and stop saving. But I also need to pay myself and I need to pay my team and I need to keep investing in mentorship or new products. What is your criteria for deciding how much to invest in each area? Oh, that's such a good question. And it is a very a big thing to tackle. It's a big area to kind of go over. So when you're dealing with budgeting and trying to make spending decisions, especially as an entrepreneur and especially as a new entrepreneur, when we can't necessarily predict what we're going to make and when, a traditional budget isn't effective because a traditional budget assumes a fixed set of income that most like nine to fivers make. And that's where all the budgeting information that's out there usually hones in on. And that just doesn't work for us because we can't predict week to week, month to month what we're going to make. So what I recommend when you're dealing with these spending decisions is think about not necessarily what you're making overall, but really hone it down to like $1 and how every dollar you make, how are you dividing up that dollar? And that basically breaks down to a percentage. And be, you can say to yourself, okay, when I make a dollar, I'm going to take five cents of that dollar and I'm going to put it in my rainy day fund. I'm going to take 20 cents of that dollar and I'm going to pay myself. I'm going to take 
40 cents of that dollar, I'm running out of math in my head, but 40 cents of that dollar and I'm going to use that for my expenses. And I'm going to take 30 cents of that dollar and I'm going to reinvest it into the business or in self, you know, development or whatever else that you need to move yourself forward. And that is how you need to break it down because of that kind of revenue roller coaster that most entrepreneurs experience, particularly in the first few years of business. Now, once you've got an established track record and you know a little bit more about what the revenue you're making is, you can shift a little bit more towards those traditional budgeting methods. But when you're in that first crazy time, I really like to break it down into that percentage method because you always have that 100%. You always have that $1 that you can just divide up. And it, depending on what your business is and how your business functions is going to be how you divide up that dollar. And the other thing I forgot to mention, which is funny because I usually bring it off the top is your taxes, you know, making sure you've got that like 20 to 50 cents of that dollar going towards taxes, because that is another inevitability that's going to come around is tax season. So having that money, again, set aside, out of sight, out of mind is going to save you so much stress, gray hair, wrinkles, all those delightful things that come along with tax stress. I love that. Just setting aside a little bit for rainy days is something that we don't think about, but so important. And also, do you see any common mistakes in the sense of where people tend to overinvest in things that they may not need? Oh my gosh, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That is one of the biggest things is you start up a business And there's all this information. You need a website. You need a social media manager. You need blah, 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 blah. Bells, whistles, pretty things here. Untrue. You do not need all of those things. And it can be really easy to overspend in those first years. So it comes back to how are you dividing up that dollar of revenue? Because you can say to yourself, okay, I've got 30% of my revenue going to my operating expenses. I'm going to now prioritize what is something that I absolutely cannot do my business without. So for me, like I absolutely cannot run my business without my premium Zoom membership because that's how I meet my clients, how I get in front of my clients. That's how we communicate. So that is the first thing. I cannot run a client meeting if I don't have my Zoom membership. So that's my priority one. I make sure that's paid for. Beyond that, what's the next thing that I absolutely have to have? Well, that's for me again, that's Voxer. That is how I communicate with my clients between client meetings. And so I need to be able to be on board with them. And so you work your way down. And then once that 30% of your revenue is is no longer there, it's down to zero. It's I got to make do with what I've got now. And then when I start making more money, then I can start, you know, expanding out into those more bells and whistles and fancy things. But really, you can run most businesses with very, very little. And I think a lot of us get caught up in that, oh, I've got to invest in this. I got to invest in that. I got to spend, 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 spend. And the other sort of side of that coin is I see a lot of entrepreneurs, particularly women, who will forego a paycheck for months and even years. I've seen it happen for people who have literally gone years working in their business and not collecting a paycheck from it. And so if you're in those early days, and yes, you do need to reinvest money and you want to make sure that your business grows. And I I get all that, believe me, but it's really hard to start paying yourself 
once you're in it. If you're building a business and all of your revenue is gone to your expenses up until now, cracking that I'm going to start paying myself is really hard. So what I always recommend is even if it's only 1%, like that one penny of that $1 that you are paying yourself is make sure that you are actually doing that. Even if it is that 1%, because that is going to trigger something in your brain that's going to say getting paid is part of the deal. I don't ever go without a paycheck. It might be a really small paycheck, but I never go without one because I have value in this business too. My time and my effort have value. And so I need to make sure that I'm compensated as well as making sure my business grows. So, you know, those would be sort of the the bigger mistakes that I see people making in those in those earlier days, but even established setup entrepreneurs make these mistakes too. Don't feel bad if you've made these mistakes because they are very, very common. And I've seen people who have been in business for 10 years making these exact same mistakes. Hey, Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago, I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it. And my business was growing at a snail's pace. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that? It wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of self-sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case, I had a massive fear that if I became more successful than my family, my friends, and my partner, they would allow me anymore and they leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. And yet, the fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months. And my loved one didn't leave me. If you too are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. You already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief that's sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore and you lose them. Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do and they're afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud. Or maybe deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious is like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you are going to stay stuck where you are. 
If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now, you must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know, deep down, that healing those limiting beliefs and all stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. On the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief, the sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a fit, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you, so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial location and time freedom. Remember, the world needs all of your treasures. It's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These one-on-one calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today. I'm so glad you wrote about the paycheck because I see the men are more likely to pay themselves from the beginning and also to pay themselves a higher salary. But women pay themselves very little. And I think, at least for me, that would keep me in the mindset of this is a hobby. Like this is not a sustainable business and keep me in an nine to five or whatever other the way of bringing in the revenue is because if I'm not making money from my business then I must make it from somewhere else and then when you are a mom and you also have a family it tends to feel overwhelming oh totally and you're right if it's not if you're not actually bringing revenue in then it's a hobby and I do I do find that men definitely feel more entitled and we can dive into the societal blah 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 which is all garbage but it's there And so as women, we do tend to say, oh, well, it's okay. It's okay. We put ourselves at the very back of the line. And that's just not, that's not the way to run a sustainable business. And the whole point of most of us, why we're doing this at all, like why we're putting all this effort in is to make money. (laughs) And it's this, it's this bizarre sort of relationship that women have with their businesses is, oh, I'm here because I want to make money and I want to have financial freedom, but oh, I can't pay myself. When you really lay it out like that, it's kind of bananas. It is. <laughs> it really is. And as an entrepreneur, you know that I need to set up some systems in place. I need to start saving for any days. I need to start paying myself first. And still, there there's a lot of anxiety when it comes to doing any of those things. Money itself can generate anxiety if you are not being taught 
how to manage it. And then to do things that make you uncomfortable, like paying yourself first, or if you're someone that has never saved in their life, now you get to save for your business. So what objections do you get more often from your clients when it comes to implement all these tips? I always like to say money mindset and money strategy are interdependent. They need to work together to be effective. So if you have all the strategy in the world, but your mindset isn't where it needs to be, then the strategy is useless. But if you work entirely on mindset, but don't actually put anything into action, that's equally useless. So they need to work harmoniously together. They need to be best friends. And that is the only way you're going to be successful when it comes to money is if you've got both your mind and your strategy in place. So if dealing with some of because money really is, it is a deep seated issue for a lot of people because it's directly linked to our survival. So it dives into that fight or flight, lizard brain, delightful things that all make us human. And our money is linked to that because it it is touches everything and it is part of our part of, of our survival. We cannot live without having money because it pays for the food, it pays for the water that comes into our homes, it pays for the roof over our head, the clothes on our back, all of these things. You know, the internet connection that you and I are talking on right now is paid for because you know we pay our internet bills it touches everything and it's it's so deeply rooted in that survival instinct that we get really really squirrely about it and so you have to do the work you have to sit down with yourself and say where is this anxiety coming from there is no commonality when it comes to financial anxiety i've been doing this work for longer than i care to admit and i have heard every walk of life from everything from being fearful of having too much money because they don't want to have that responsibility being fearful of never having enough and so hoarding money like I've seen clients who will literally hoard their cash because they're afraid of running out of it I've seen clients who are just terrified of talking about money because money was only discussed in angry tones in their childhood homes sometimes it does take that moment of diving back into your history with money and saying, well, what are some of my first money memories? What comes up when I just put money at the top of the page and just start writing? That's one of my absolute favorite exercises to do is just the stream of consciousness, no judgment. You just start writing under the topic of money and it's really fascinating what comes out. (laughs) The other part of the puzzle is, is this is never work that you're done. You're never finished your money mindset work. It's not something you can take off a to-do list. It's something that grows and changes and evolves as you grow and change and evolve because it's linked to everything. And so it's not going away. So money mindset work is something that you definitely need to to incorporate into your sort of practice if you really want to be truly financially free and successful. It really is something that is a very individual process to go through, but at the same time, everybody goes through it. And it's just, we all have our own stories with money. Yes. Do you, I have a story, maybe from your own life or from a client that you can share or again, how changing their, their money story and their limiting beliefs about money then help them put this strategy in place and get results. Absolutely. So this is one of my favorite stories to tell. I was working with a, a client, a, gosh, it was about a year ago now, and they were transitioning in their lives. They they had got, 
you know, decided that they were going to make a huge change and they were looking for support in, in making that happen. And so what we were doing is we were going through a goal session with them. And so I had them write down just, we set a timer for 10 minutes and I just said, write down as many things as you want in your life. Like, what do you want? And so they just started writing and writing and writing. And so we got, got through them and we started going through them one by one. And they, one of the big goals was financial security. And so I said, okay, let's talk about more about this financial security. What does that mean to you? And they said, well, I don't want to be a millionaire and I just want to be comfortable. And I was like, whoa, 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 back up the, back up the train here. Why not be a millionaire? What's wrong with being a millionaire? And they said, oh, well, I don't know. Is, is that okay? And I was like, don't ask me if that's okay. <laughs> I'm not here to give you permission. But I said, it's okay to want a lot of money. And it was almost as if they had never occurred to them. They had spent their entire life being in survival. That's all they ever knew was basic borderline survival. Can I get through till tomorrow? That it had never occurred to them to want more. That it had never occurred to them to shoot for more. And so I was like, well, let, let's dig into this. Instead of what do I need to survive? It's like, what do I actually want? What would What would make me happy? What would really make me comfortable? And so we came up with a number that was to them a little scary. But at the same time, they're, and I said, well, why not shoot for that? Because even if you don't get there, you're still going to be better off than basic survival. And so like that was a really transformative moment for that client because they started to realize that they could have more than just basic survival, that it was okay to want more than basic survival. And I can say that they have made huge, huge changes in their life and, and are really on their way to, it's going to be a long road for them. But what I've seen is, is really remarkable in how much change has occurred, you know, just by accepting and being okay with wanting more. That was really a fun, a fun client to work with. That is so inspirational because I find this is a big block with women to be scared of wanting more because it is seen as greedy when actually when you have more then your family can have better quality of life and you also give a lot more back to the community the thing that i always like to remind people of is money isn't it doesn't have a personality money doesn't have personality money is a tool so money is no different than like a, a chef's knife and it really depends on whose hands is it actually in. Because a chef's knife in the wrong hands can be exceptionally dangerous. But a chef's knife in the hands of a like Michelin star chef, I mean, think about what beauty they create. And it's not the knife that does it. It's the person controlling the knife. So wouldn't you rather somebody like you who will take the money, the tool, and do wonderful things with it. I mean, think about all the wonderful things people have done with money and throughout history, truly remarkable things. Or would you rather it be in the hands of the people who are going to do bad things with it? Again, it's not the money's fault. It's the people who are controlling it. So why not shoot for controlling more of your the more of the money so that you can put it into places where you know it's going to do some good? I love that so much. I feel like 
good people just don't want money. That's why it goes in the wrong hands. <laughs> but if actually we're comfortable with having more, then we will be we will we will be living in a very very different world. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so for everyone who is thinking, this sounds amazing. I want to start taking better care of finances and managing and finances better. What is the first step that can take today to get started? Open your bank account and look at it. <laughs> <laughs> like it, I say that it sounds silly, but I really do mean it is take some time, look at your calendar, carve out one hour a week to have some time with your finances. That is going to transform your life because it, what it's going to do is it's going to bring it top of mind because when money is out of sight, out of mind, that's when things go wrong. That's when stuff slips through the cracks. That's when overspending happens. It's all of those things. It's like mindless eating. When you eat mindlessly, then of course you're not going to do a very good job of it. But when you're a little bit more conscious about it, then that's when you start to realize, you know, hey, this good food actually tastes good and it makes me feel better. Same thing with your money. If you pay attention to what's happening with your money, if you set aside that time to spend quality time with your money, quality time with your statements and actually look through them, you'd be surprised at what transformation can take place just by looking at it. And it it really does help a lot. So that is something that you can do today. And one of my new favorite things, I don't know if there's iPhone users listening, but I'm sure there's one or two, but I've just discovered that you can actually put your banking on a widget that will show on your home screen. So you can literally, every time you open up your screen, just look at your bank account balance. And some people will be like, oh, that's so depressing. And I always like to flip the script on that. And it's like, let's be grateful for what's in there. Maybe there's $3 in your bank account. Hey, I'm grateful that I'm not in the negative. Maybe, you know, there is a negative balance then you can say, hey, I'm really grateful that that bank lent me that money, that the bank has that much trust in me, that they're going to lend me the money to make sure that I can get on my feet and make sure that I have what I need. You know, And having that gratitude every single time you look at that bank account balance, that is going to be transformative. Because the more you focus on something, the more it grows. So the more you pay attention to your money, the more it's going to grow. I love that frame so much. Gratitude is... One of the quickest way to really turn your uh, life around, because once you are in that positive energy, then you are more inclined to take action. I know we talked about so much. Is there uh, anything else that you would like to mention before we wrap up? Um, well, if you would like to learn more and you do want to keep this conversation going, there's a number of different places you can find me. So you can find me on Instagram at jenpatterson.biz. I talk about all of this stuff and then some on my Instagram page. And then the other place you can find me is on my own podcast, which is Money, Motherhood, and Entrepreneurship, which just launched today. Literally, oh, my first That's episode amazing. dropped today. Thank you. I'm very excited about it. So you can find that on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Again, that's money, motherhood, and entrepreneurship. And I will provide links for all of that stuff. And then the last thing is I have a freebie, which I love to share with everybody, which is my money calendar for moms. So it is how I keep track of all of the finances in my business, in my personal life. And it's a great way to add to your paying attention. And it's easy to implement. And it's very, very simple because let's face it, it has to be simple or it's not going to get done. <laughs> Absolutely. 
I'm going to link to all these resources in the show notes and I encourage everyone to check them out because now is one of the things that you are not taught as a business owner but it really is foundational and once you master it you're going to be stuff for success so definitely go and check that out and thank you so much for being here with us today Jen. thank you so much for having me i had a fabulous time <laughs> oh me too thank you for listening to the treasures within podcast if you've enjoyed this episode, if you found even one small nugget here to help you get out of your own way and build a successful business, share this episode with a friend or two so they can benefit from it too. Please follow this show on Apple, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. Believe it or not, every little action really does help to get the podcast found by other female entrepreneurs who need to hear this message too. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now.